up? It's your host, Tori, and who is ready to be petty? Welcome back to another episode of RTBP. Today, I have a very jam-packed, very fun episode with Emily Rose from the It's Become a Whole Thing podcast. I introduce her like a dummy as like it's becoming a whole thing when it's obviously it's become a whole thing. She is a pop culture commentator on TikTok and you'll hear our story about how I first came about Emily's TikTok and just how much that we have in common. Her This Week in Petty story, I swear to God, I might have laughed the hardest in the history of RTBB. So (laughs) my apologies in advance to your ears. I don't want to keep you waiting much longer. So here is my conversation with Emily Rose. I'm back with a very special guest, Emily Rose from TikTok, and it's becoming a whole thing, a podcast launching January 24th. Emily, how are you doing? Um, Great. I mean, I'm here with a very special host, like Tori, I feel like you just found me and plucked me out of obscurity and here we are. I I feel like a few other people have said that and it's just like, no, the reality is I am just on TikTok 24-7 and I find cool accounts and I'm like, I want to befriend this person and how can I do that? I can make them come on my podcast. Oh my God. Oh, well, okay. Amazing. But just a little background for those listening. Yes. Um, yeah, the listeners. So I started my account two months ago. It's kind of taken off before, before it really took off. Tori found me, I think you found me like three or four days into me posting. And I think I had about maybe five <laughs> days. Stalker. No, no, it was, it was amazing. Like, I was like, me? You want little old me? I think I had like three <laughs> or 4,000 followers. And you were like, hey, I like what you have to say. Like, do you want to be on my podcast? I'm like, is this real life? And then, and then you're like such a boss and so organized. You're like, I'm booked for months, but like, you can book yourself in. We didn't say it like that. We said it like in a very humble way, but I was just so impressed at the way you ran things and, and we're so like organized and detailed, everything. So you send me all the information. And then in that time, it's all kind of taken off. And now I have my own podcast that I'm cooking up. So it's all unfolded kind of more magically than I could have imagined. I know. I'm so excited for your podcast because like we said, Emily is on TikTok doing pop culture commentary, just like a mix of basically everything you would want to hear. <laughs> Whatever <laughs> thoughts are in my scattered mind. <laughs> yes, but it's they're also in my scattered mind. So I just love bouncing around different celebrities and different aspects of celebrity and your pages just that yeah I mean we're just two Canadian gals just looking to (laughs) take a look at like every aspect of celebrity and that's another funny thing is that we were talking to each other as if we were Americans (laughs) (laughs) and like like, no offense like no offense (laughs) to Americans love Americans they're amazing but like I have met about one in my life that knows even where the capital of Canada is like (laughs) They don't know their Canadian geography. So you're like, yeah, I'm in this, I live in this place and it's close to, I'm like, wait, are you, we're like, are you Canadian? Canadian? (laughs) I was describing Victoria like I would to someone who has no idea. And you're like, yeah, I've been there. I'm like, oh, cool. And and if you're an American listening and this offends you, then I want you to tell me what the capital of Canada is without Googling it quickly. (laughs) 
<laughs> yes. Yes. And like, honestly, like I am also shameful. Like when anyone says like I'm from the Midwest of like, like in the US, I'm like, Ugh, that could be fucking anywhere. Oh, <laughs> like- yeah. Oh, I don't know my American geography. I'm not saying I'm a, I know anything about anything. Yeah. I just know about the actual place I live in. Like if, if someone was like pointing out Chicago on a map. No. I actually don't think I could. No, it's north somewhere. It's cold yeah. in Chicago. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, exactly. But but also there's just there's a certain way about Canadians. There's this way of being nice. And it's such a generalization, but it's so true. Like <laughs> we were texting before and I'm like, I'm so sorry I called you. And you were like, I'm so sorry I didn't answer. And we're like, sorry, sorry. <laughs> like, could this, could this be more Canadian? <laughs> Literally, I'm like, I'm so sorry. I don't want to be rude to the cashier, like, because I could never like slight her. Yeah, it's just how we roll. Totally, one hundred percent. Even like arranging this, I feel like it was like, yeah, many apologies were oh. spoken. None of us no, were doing anything bad. Never. I was just so happy to be in touch with you, and yeah, you've been walking me through like saving like years off my life of stress from like setting up my podcast and like so patiently walking me through it so yeah just couldn't happier to be here good I'm so glad what got you into making TikToks for years I joke to my friends that I have this blog called justemily.com <laughs> and it's whenever whenever I'm rambling that. about pop culture stuff most of them are not super interested in it but I just can't stop talking about it so I'll be like we're back with justemily.com <laughs> Or I'll just start talking like an influencer. I'll be like, today, guys, we're going to talk about my favorite primer. And like, (laughs) that's been the gag for like years and years. And I kind of just wanted to give them a break. You're like, I need to talk to someone else. Yeah, because they saw my TikToks and they were like, this is you. Like, whether we know who you're even talking about, like, we'll be hanging out and they'll be like, not even interested in celebrities. I'm like, I'm sorry. I just need to talk about Khloe Kardashian for a minute. And I just need to get this off my chest. And (laughs) I'm like, they've been very patient, but I need to just find another outlet so I'll just talk to my two followers on the internet and then it's kind of turned into this and now it's 200 and counting 200,000 and counting but I feel the same way and like again same same kind of vibe just a lot of people we'd be watching tv and people would be like oh who's that actor and I'd be like oh it's this person they've been in this this and this they're married they're like divorced they have these kids and stuff I know and then sometimes people are like what's your background like how do you know all this I'm like uh mental illness like I don't know (laughs) I don't know I just sit on my couch and I get into a wormhole that I can't get out of for days like looking up the same I just want to get to the bottom of things and it's but it's kind of like the secret language like knowing about pop culture it's like you're either kind of in that world or not I mean you can be peripherally but for the people who really know we can just get into it and it's like oh, did you see the Kardashian like Photoshop thing? Of course I did. You know, we all have our thoughts about it. That's so true. And I just feel like it covers so much that you could really talk to anyone about it. Like, I I just feel like sometimes I can hold conversations with people through pop culture knowledge that like, even if it's something that I don't normally like watch, like, like, for example, it was the Harry Potter 20th reunion. Yes, I watched. Special. Yes, I did not. <laughs> but I could still have like probably a 20 minute conversation with you about it. <laughs> just because I didn't watch it. But like, just because it's so ingrained on like social media and stuff that you just you pick up like just so much more 
information I guess yeah it's funny because I don't believe in guilty pleasures like I just think we like what we like and there's no reason to be guilty but watching that felt a little guilty, guilty. Like, <laughs> and then I ended up crying my eyes out. like they, they did this like reel of all the actors they lost they did like Alan Rickman and all the like Snape and I was just like a baby like I would have teared we, up at that we grew up with it and so mm-hmm. you know for whatever has transpired since and like the JK Rowling of it all it's like it's still like we and Harry Potter were the same age totally totally we all grew up yeah. in our minds we were in Hogwarts yeah <laughs> yeah like I think that the first Harry Potter book was my first like novel in grade three or four. Oh wow that I read yeah like as just like because it was like, oh, you're at an age where you should be reading a novel. This is like the most popular one. <laughs> Here you go. I was trying to be like, cool. I was like, I don't, I'm like growing up and I'm going to be a teenager soon. And I don't care about books about wizards. Like that's like way below me. And then, <laughs> and then it took off. And you're then, like, I'm obsessed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, yeah of course, of course. <laughs> I love that. We have honestly like a jam-packed episode today we do and I can't wait to get into it we're gonna talk about Kim versus Kanye I'm gonna start billing it as that because it really does seem like a versus thing now like who can one-up each other in the press we're gonna talk about Olivia Rodrigo and Adam Faze question mark I didn't look up how to pronounce his last name the Golden Globes which aired today we're recording on the 9th aired in quotation marks and then uh we have this weekend petty story to wrap up (laughs) so (laughs) let's get into it last week on rtbp we talked about kim photoshopping true's face over stormy's face at disneyland and honestly kara my guest and i were perplexed i don't think we came up with one not tangible but like one possible solution (laughs) everything was out of the realm of possibility what do you think happened with those photos okay I'm just gonna need to like center myself <laughs> yes. I'm trying to gather myself because there's just so much going through my mind even the whole Kim versus Kanye like that juxtaposition is well like it's well said to kind of put it in that way because I do think that's how they are thinking of it both personally and in the press but as for just the incident of like Kim photoshopping True's face onto Stormy what I'm starting to actually wonder is like they're aware of everything that we are aware of. They're aware of how they're being perceived and the way that they're being analyzed. And they know that things are shifting. Now with TikTok, there's all these like detectives looking at their nails, matching things up, finding out they're lying to us about when this was posted because this little corner of a, you know, magazine appeared like last year. Like they, they know that we know that. And I'm genuinely wondering if they're kind of feeding us these bizarre out of left field kind of moments for us to like stand back and be like what the fuck like what what is what is this you know like this is so baffling they're being so weird and it gives us something to talk about because yeah someone photoshopping one niece's head onto an niece's <laughs> head and posting it is like the most bizarre non-human behavior <laughs> when people are like sometimes I'll talk about them online people are like they're just living like leave them alone like I'm like my you know they're no I'm like no 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 no. everything is up for discussion they're selling us products which are themselves which is true to all celebrities but they're not even people anymore (laughs) 
they're like Literally. cyborgs like I picture Kim going to sleep at night just like you know those like pads that like charge phones where you just put the phone <laughs> on the pad like I just picture her like curling up on the little thing like charging <laughs> oh my God. they don't they don't work the way we do so I I'm wondering if they're purposefully doing these things because it distracts us from actual issues going on news yeah yeah like I totally agree that I think the most logical thing would be distraction because of the paternity stuff with Chloe and Tristan and the astro world stuff is like I feel like still kind of plaguing yeah. Kylie and what's well, plaguing Travis. it's plaguing the whole Kulu show it's play it's it's mm. casting a shadow over the whole Hulu show because even if like already word is starting to die down about Astroworld unfortunately even though it didn't happen that long ago but the fact is that they were filming their show while that happened so they're gonna have to find a way to work that into the narrative and I think they're gonna release the show a little later than they originally intended because that now they have to figure out how to weave in the narrative of Travis Scott but Maya on TikTok like her handle is I think like Maya Mitochondrial Membrane like she's just brilliant she pointed out that the same day that this photoshop photo appeared then later that day travis scott made his return to instagram highly commented then they released the trailer for their show so that was all planned so what was the plan (laughs) i don't know get us talking we're talking about it now yeah it's like weeks later and i'm still talking about it so it works like i i get that it's interesting also you talked about internet sleuths which i famously don't call myself a sleuth I just reap all of the (laughs) like I just all the rewards like I just get to consume all of the content that the internet sleuths um, dig up so like god bless they are doing the lord's work oh same I'm not smart enough to match up someone's nails from one post versus six months ago no nor am I (laughs) I'm like do I even have the time for that the answer is yes but like I'll I'll pretend that I don't for me am I intelligent enough no but (laughs) (laughs) and they know that even if we're not coming up with those posts those posts are going viral and we're seeing them so now they know like that's how the media is shifting and that's how we're now relating to media is like with this intense scrutiny and skepticism but do you think so um I used to this is a throwback but I feel like in the early teens of keeping up the Kardashians so like maybe say season 11 to 14 there was a Jezebel series it was called I think Kardashian I can't remember I know what you're talking about it was something like Kardashian content with a K or something or like yes it was something like Kardashian conspiracy Con- with continuity a- no, oh, no continuity Kardash- yes yes yes, yes. <laughs> Yes. Yes. Oh my God. Okay. Yes. Jezebel had a series called Kardashian continuity errors. I will put them in the show notes, but it was this amazing series where it was probably like the seedlings of internet sleuthing, but basically this one author, 100%. And I was like eating it up. It was like probably like 2013 or something like that. Yeah. And an author would just go through the episodes and be like, just like we talked about, Kylie is wearing black nail polish here, but in the conversation that she's having with her mom, but you can see she posted this Instagram on April 30th. So we know that this happened then, but they're posing like it happened in December or whatever. So it was basically just like what we do now, but 
again like 10 years ago and so my question for you is like they obviously know that this is happening do you think that they're nervous about Hulu just because they can't get away with because what my I guess my point with bringing up the continuity errors series was just that that didn't get tons of traction and I don't think people people are like oh yeah it's edited and like some things might be you know not acted out twice but like you might have to reshoot some things just because that's how you make reality tv but at this point you really can't get away with murder which they basically were doing well they literally I mean if we're gonna really go they've built their fame off of murder and like sex drugs and murder basically like yeah but but that but like I'm bringing that up because it's like if Kris Jenner has always been playing chess not checkers and so even if everyone is now analyzing every detail going over it with a fine-tooth comb she's then gonna factor that into the way that they present facts two people like yeah because they all it's not a coincidence that Kim just decided to post this like weird niece photoshop photo and then Travis Scott just suddenly made his like appearance back on social media two months later and then suddenly just ha- so happened like that that was all planned out and I don't know what that conversation was I kind of picture it like the oval office in Chris's like <laughs> <Yes>. office <Same. laughs> like and her Same. just like but more important yeah like- yeah, yeah. <laughs> definitely <laughs> <laughs> yeah and more like cutthroat <laughs> yes like actually more brutal like, yeah like I definitely yeah. think she could get more she probably gets more done than Joe Biden <laughs> oh 100 yeah. percent for better or for worse yeah, yeah, I don't know yeah. who's to say oh, yeah God. but but so I don't know what those conversations are but I know that she's factoring all that in and so like that's why I'm wondering if they're just giving us these like bizarre one-offs that are sort of like almost impossible to interpret it's like throwing us like a distraction because then if we're talking about this weird photoshop thing then we're not talking about astroworld if we're talking about like what kim and pete were up to this week then we aren't talking about that you know like which brings us to like the next thing that we wanted to chat about because i am having so many questions now about the pete and kim trip in the bahamas let's talk about it There's like a few weird things. Like, for example, they were seen getting off a plane. Kim's in like a black bodysuit, ripped jeans. Pete is in like the most bizarre Pete Davidson. Yeah, I am actually rolling my eyes and and everyone knows on this pod that I love Pete Davidson. But like (laughs) it was like it was hard to look at and they were photographed getting off a plane in the Bahamas by a company called Backgrid which I want to get your perspective on because I actually have never talked about Backgrid on the podcast Mm -hmm. but then they leave and they're back in LA like literally the next day but they deboard the plane or whatever the fuck you do getting off a plane in the same clothes so what happened did they just wear the same clothes for 24 hours? Well, okay. There is nothing in this world and no one that could convince me that they are really dating. Like, just no, the goodness of no. their heart. And so I think, I don't know. Like, it, it, it is one big eye roll to me, kind of whatever they do. Because it just, it to me, it's just, it feels like lazy PR. But at the same time, everyone is talking about it. So maybe it's not lazy because hey it's working and everyone is talking about them going to the Bahamas for them to do this big photo op getting on the plane then her posting a photo from a year ago of her looking like a beach photo and then them getting off it's like give me a break I mean 
Kim is famous for like after her robbery saying like she doesn't post things in real time and when have we seen her ever getting on a plane like since or like ever or since the robbery like remember when she did that like quarantine we went on me and my closest family went on this island to get away from it all we didn't see any of them get on any plane like when they don't want to be seen they don't and they were just like all like gallivanting on and like full paparazzi and like backgrid is so yeah that I can like I can speak to that but like it was just it was just one big silly photo op to me and I don't I mean I don't know I guess it worked because here we are being like what's up with the Bahama trip but yeah I don't think they were going on a romantic couples trip by any means neither do I like there is always like a one percent like I always save the one percent chance that I'm wrong just just to keep an open mind but there is like a literally 99 percent chance that they are not a, a real couple like it oh. just it's getting faker by the second honestly well, my my like one percent or more like five percent ten percent is like maybe they're actually sleeping together for real like <laughs> but in the way that it's like yeah but in the way that like you would have the way I see it is like you could have people on a movie set that they're told to be a couple for the movie and then they might like actually hook up in, in real life but yes. like it, that would be how it would come about which doesn't make it not real but it also doesn't mean that their characters in the movie are real and what we're seeing is the character version of them you know putting on this big show for us and I don't know like when I post about it like every time people are like oh my god poor Petey's being plays being manipulated I'm like I really need no give me a break because obviously they've all sat down and talked about this and (laughs) he's got his projects totally like he reaps the benefits just as much as she does especially I feel like to have such a, a girlfriend that seems so she's like she's the it girl she's has always been the it girl and probably will always be the it girl so I like there's no way that he's not seeing all of the benefits of this like that's absolutely ridiculous yeah and and something that I've been thinking about lately is um on beyond the blinds when they were Mm -hmm. talking about blinds to do with the Kardashians and they were like oh there was a reason why Chris Humphrey said their marriage was a fraud like and it wasn't just because of the 72 days thing like it it's because that's basically maybe besides Kanye like every relationship she's ever had and like Nick Lachey way back in the day said that she would call paparazzi every date they had and they'd be waiting for them outside the movie theater like that's just that's been her thing you know way before she was totally. a household name yeah yeah I I saw on TikTok that someone was saying that maybe Reggie Bush was like her only like true boyfriend or like what the one that she was like most hung up on and I was like interesting because sometimes I think about like okay yeah so the she photoshopped True's face on Stormy's face she's in a fake relationship and they like went to the Bahamas and it was fake then I'm like but I'm still so enjoying this <laughs> like, oh, yeah of course in the same way that I was talking about you know like how when you're watching actors and you know it's not real but you're still still able to suspend your disbelief it's the same with like if you're watching a cheesy rom-com and you kind of it's really predictable and you know the ending you can still enjoy it absolutely yeah they're putting a show of course like I'm <laughs> I'm always watching to see their next move and I'm also curious to see how long they're going to string us along with this yeah who knows I feel like they know that it has to be like pretty substantial for us to again believe it's like sincerity so I think we we're in for another like I don't know six months of this six months to a year I know I'm starting to think like they're really just gonna dig in as long as 
whatever their whole like Hulu plan is. I honestly, I wonder too if it's like predicated on like how the show's ratings will be and like, you know, if the ratings aren't as good as they want, if they'll have to like throw in some extra stunts. Like, <laughs> we talked about how the pictures were taken by Backgrid. Do you want to explain to the listeners who have like never heard about? what backgrid is okay i would i've been saying a lot of things about backgrid and now i want to add an addendum onto that okay so basically backgrid is this agency where it's sort of like fake paparazzi and it used to be that celebrities call them and they show up and they take candid in quotes photos and that was like basically 100 of the time when you see credited by backgrid it's like the celebrities calling them and it's interesting too, because like I've been talking about it and then people have gone to their website and they're like, oh, but it's really hard to like navigate their website. I'm like, yeah, they're not going to be like our clients are Kim Kardashian and blah, blah, blah. Like, no, but when you start to look for where you can find them, just literally look at every single celebrity photo on like just Jared or like E! News, whatever. It's credited by background. But the thing that I've been meaning to kind of clear up with like myself and anyone who I've been like preaching about background to is that they become so popular that now sometimes they actually are real paparazzi. Right. Occasionally. Not in the case of the Kim Bahama getting on the jet photos, but... Yes, yes. <laughs> and yes. not when it's like Sean Mendez meditating on a crowded beach. I don't know if you saw those. <laughs> of course I did. <laughs> like, those came out three hours ago, but yes, I have seen them. Like... Yeah. Hot off the press. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So so things like that that are really obvious, yeah. And and generally most of the time it's the celebrities calling them, but now they've become big enough that sometimes sometimes it's actually like a candid photo. Fascinating. It's so interesting. But even in the sense of like it being even when it is candid, to me, it's not even completely candid because celebrities know where paparazzi is going to be and yeah for the people that have like renounced fame and moved to like Iowa they know they're not going to be photographed and for people getting Starbucks on like you know in the middle of Hollywood they know they'll be photographed so which speak of the devil Julia Fox and Kanye West were paparazzied all weekend they were in New York I don't even know where to dive in because this is such an interesting story so they went to a broadway show he styled her in an outfit head to toe balenciaga they take pictures at carbone which is like yeah exactly what you're talking about the restaurant that they know paparazzi just like hangs outside of waiting there they're just getting paparazzi the whole weekend she also like discusses it with i think page six yeah which is so weird like giving direct quotes to like this news source it's just super 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 weird what are your thoughts on all of this okay once again have to center myself so many (laughs) layers so much to say okay so when you first posited this as like kim versus kanye it's like what the way i picture it is like on one side you have chris in the oval office firing orders to like her little mercenaries like telling them what the like (laughs) six month plan is and plan a b c and they just like kind of have to like go along with it or I don't know like maybe they have some say but like she's running the show then on the other side you have Kanye where it's like could you picture anyone telling Kanye what to do like no he's the opposite of that no you had him going into Trump's office and lecturing him for 15 minutes like the guy who won't shut up and no one can control him and so it's not any sort of normal situation when either party is involved but when it's the kardashians you know it's not normal because it's extremely calculated when it's kanye 
it's like we're not on his level like he doesn't think in a linear way like us peasants you know like and so for him like it's almost like it could be real in the sense that to him i could see romance being this performance art piece absolutely because julia fox is a performance artist yes 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 that was something that was really interesting to me is like because everyone's like who is she and stuff like that and why i guess she's like maybe not as mainstream is the stuff that she does isn't yeah mainstream i actually saw a photo of her that she did as a performance piece where she was like at a farm drinking milk directly from a cow's udder like she is (laughs) yeah but like just to say it's sort of like i don't know she's like a bit of a pop culture like marina (laughs) like that's like insulting to like the the like art like (laughs) and i love marina abramovic but like she really like goes there and isn't is okay with really pushing the boundaries in terms of performance art and so for Kanye to me this is like what he's doing is a big performance art piece with Julia Fox but at the same time like I could see that being love to him (laughs) that's a really good point because we saw it happen with Amber Rose and then Kim like literally play by play which I'm like is it just his that's like his playbook of yeah like wooing women which like yeah. some women probably really like like again like a closet full of Balenciaga like yeah. hasn't hit the streets clothing like amazing even Kim who's like known for like extravagance and everything being so over the top even she said you know that one of the main reasons they divorce is because she had all the big extravagant things but at the end of the day didn't have someone to watch tv with and and that's and like Kanye is not going to go for ice cream for his second date he's gonna yes. buy you a hotel room full of Balenciaga outfits <laughs> and do an interview with interview magazine that was so weird okay so this just came out two days ago but I just heard of it now he they just announced a Balenciaga Gap collaboration so that's my next question for you was this a big advertisement for Balenciaga and therefore Kanye West because he and like this is the genius in him I don't love to give him too much credit but I will give him credit for this he started to utilize the paparazzi to sell Yeezy years ago he would dress Kim up and go to paparazzi spots so his stuff was photographed in like a really nice way basically for free like it was so genius so do you think that that he's just kind of doing that again yeah oh yeah I think he's doing that again but like in all of this in all of the like his own version of PR like advertisement for you know Gap which he's involved with and Balenciaga I I could also see along with that him being like and this is who like this is who I'm dating this is a casual fling we go out yeah we we push her Balenciaga we push my new like Balenciaga Gap line and uh you know I've got someone who whose look fits my brand aesthetic it's so fascinating I also do wonder too if he's trying to get back at Kim so that's my number one thought right now is what is the current circumstance because they had like a public divorce and then she was at his Donda shows in a white wedding dress and then and watching all of them yeah and then she files to be legally single from him and then he buys a house next to her 
And then she's seen with Pete. And then he's seen with Julia. Like, it just seems like a battle of power. And, like, what is up? Like, are they going to get back together? Is this just because they are both extremely powerful people and they're, like, being petty? Like, what is it? Well, okay. I mean, if you think about, like, if two normal people were getting divorced. Like, let's say your fr- your best friend was getting divorced. And even in the best of circumstances, they have four kids together. I'm talking about like if a normal couple had like four kids together in a house, whatever, and had to disentangle that whole life together. And let's say like you were the friend to like listen in and like hear them venting about it. There would be these like messy moments. Even if everyone was trying to be civil and whatever, there would be like this, like, oh my God, they did this thing. This pissed me off. And oh, now they're already dating someone else. Like there would be these really like uncomfortable moments that would come up and so even with like the orchestration of everything and Kanye being kind of unhinged and Kim being like Kim there are also just people going through a slightly messy divorce and acting out except instead of like I think this person and their like neighbor you know might be hooking up now it's like oh it's actually like millions of dollars and (laughs) mansions and models but it's sort of like (laughs) a parallel universe to what probably your average divorce might look like you're right like instead of text messages being like oh is blah 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 back on tinder or whatever yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just <laughs> just jared and uh, exactly exactly blind items or like shit. oh i told them to email over me these documents and they haven't gotten they have been ignoring me you know like that kind of boring stuff but that actually really pisses people off i think there has to be some element of that also just at play because they were together for 10 years and they do have kids and mansions and all this stuff that it's probably stressful <laughs> and Absolutely. so and so they're also probably acting like kids on some level like I'm sure Kim is just loving this whole parading around with Pete who's known as this like ladies man and getting all this press for that that is like the one percent is like sometimes I'm like the person you would want to date after dating someone as serious and like difficult as Kanye West is someone like Pete Davidson yeah and even if you're in a PR relationship you still have to spend time with that person yeah you still have to like them yeah or you have to be a good actor or they have to be like decent enough or if you're paired together and you know I always use a coworker analogy like some coworkers you can just tolerate or some people you just they're fine at work and then you don't need it to be anything beyond that but like also I think you know she's a Libra. (laughs) She likes to show off. She's not, she's a petty queen herself, you know, and, and yeah, and Pete's just, yeah, he's the absolute antithesis to, to Kanye West. Like, I don't know, I don't know where I saw someone talking about this, but they were talking about his appeal. Was it, was it on your podcast? It It literally probably was. (laughs) No, like I'm getting, it's all, it's all like bleeding together, but it was like, it was like, how like Pete, is not normal in that he's a big celebrity but he talks about it the way yes, yeah was yes. it was it you saying that I think so yeah. I think but so yeah like, no that's that's the best way <laughs> to summarize the whole thing is like he is just like he's a relatable guy and like yeah it would just be easy to talk to him because he does seem just so normal and so again not like a celebrity like Kanye is I agree and and like just Kanye's like so serious and such like grand gestures and then you have like Ariana Grande saying that when Pete Davidson proposed to her they were like he was like smoking a joint in bed and just being like wow yeah you want to get married (laughs) 
yes <laughs> but that's what I think about and like I, again that's like what she said she wanted because like I think about their Staten Island date not that flying to the Bahamas on like a private jet is low-key yeah. but like I think of them going to that dingy ass theater in Staten Island and I was like that's what you wanted Kim so yeah, yeah, like yeah. you wanted the little moments like there you go yeah yeah, yeah. but to the person <laughs> that doesn't have a normal life in any way and everything is going to Oscars going to this going to that going to a dingy Staten Island movie theater would be like going to like on this wild experience like it that's the one it's like a it's like princess jasmine like coming down from the palace and like pretending to be like a normal person be like oh my god (laughs) i'm in the market and how does money work and like you know (laughs) oh my god that's such a good analogy also because of all of the princess jasmine motifs and costumes that's worn over the years (laughs) like how perfect subconsciously that's probably why she's literally her like she's the only person or one of the only people who lives such an over-the-top life that going to a dingy theater would be like this reverse like oh my god this is the wildest thing ever this is crazy totally went to disneyland and got went to splash mountain you know they're just no they went to knott's berry farm (laughs) which is like the worse version of disneyland oh my god you guys living like normal people so fun sometimes God, Kim. <laughs> um, but it really came full circle when everyone went wild over Julia Fox and Pete Davidson doing a photo shoot together. Celebrities are the small town where everyone knows everyone. Yeah. And they're all a bunch of theater kids. They're all a bunch of nerdy theater kids <laughs> at heart <laughs> putting on a show <laughs> and all dating Ugh. each other and all having these weird. Yeah. No, it is. Yeah, it's just, you always hear it's a small town. It's so weird. So, yeah, just seeing all of those pictures and, like, people just putting it all together. I don't think that, like, again, that was, like, intentional at all, but it's just we're in we're in hell. <laughs> but in the same way that, like, high school was kind of hellish, the gossip was still fun. Like, the gossip was, yes, like... <laughs> yes, yes, We're in hell, but I'm, like, enjoying yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're warming ourselves by the fires of hell. <laughs> Absolutely. And as long, yeah, as long as the gossip wasn't directed at you, you're like, whoa, that happened crazy. <laughs> yeah, yes, absolutely. The next story we wanted to talk about, Olivia Rodrigo and Adam Faze. Again, I like... I feel like he is in some type of like music production or something. I looked it up at one point in in my life, but they've been dating since July 2021. So like six or seven months. And then it's been like radio silence and people are saying that they possibly broke up. Were you rooting for this couple? (laughs) I love Sour. I've been blasting it all year. I love Olivia Rodrigo. But for me, when I hear of an 18-year-old, celebrity non whatever and their dating life it's like white noise to me where I'm just like that's nice <laughs> like if there's not something traumatic happening to them like that's nice and like I know in theory some people start dating someone in their teens and they stay together technically I know that's true but I can't my mind can't process it and I don't really know people like that so I'm just like oh that's nice and you'll probably be you know split up and soon or in a year or two or whatever like in the same way that when I listen to Sour and I listen to like the fresh like her going through this like first breakup and this thought of like I'm never gonna be okay I'm like so cute and incredible music but I'm like you'll be fine sweetie like yes (laughs) that's such a good point because it's like yeah especially you Olivia you're gorgeous rich 
extremely talented like girl you're gonna bounce back and also the person that broke up with you has like a floundering career and like the girl (laughs) he chose tried to have a rebuttal song and it's terrible like and you have the number one album of like all time whatever yeah like (laughs) literally like eight grammy nominations or whatever like you're good but we all got to relive that through her like i felt like warm and nostalgic remembering my first teenage breakup and be like i'm never gonna be okay and like (laughs) something about it was so fun to like be back in that moment totally well I feel like that's why everyone loves Taylor Swift so much which is like obviously one of Olivia Rodrigo's hugest inspirations because it brings you back to that universal feeling of like heartbreak or whatever or whatever you think is heartbreak in high school no totally and it's funny that we were talking about Harry Potter before because I saw this video last year I wish I could remember it was like here's Taylor Swift and all of her horcruxes And it was all these different (laughs) objects, but one of them was Olivia Rodrigo. (laughs) And I always think of that as like their relationship of like, here's this like precious gem that she had. And now they're maybe like not friends or something. Yeah. What is going on with that? Because like, so Olivia did like a lot of press for Taylor's re-recordings of Speak Now. Yeah. And they've posted pictures together they've been like seen on red carpets together etc she gave credit to taylor on the song one step for three steps back because it uses the melody from new year's day yeah but that was it and then a few months later taylor also got credit for deja vu because of like the yelling verse or bridge or whatever that's called is similar to cruel summer mm-hmm. but and like taylor was sending her gifts at one point like all of this stuff and then red came out the re-recordings again radio silence on yeah. olivia's end do you think that she's kind of like pissed that Taylor got like additional credit for like really honestly doing yeah nothing not much well, I, I know when I so when I first heard about the like controversy surrounding it I was like oh well whatever you know that happens all the time that even if you have a if you have a somewhat similar melody you have to credit them like that's just normal stuff so when I think about one step forward three steps back that sounds like New Year's Day like if you played it yeah, it off, is it is yes. and and she said it and she's like it's inspired yes. by Taylor Swift and it was like they talked about it before like that is very like that seems like it makes sense but then I think about Deja Vu and that is not Cruel Summer. Like it just isn't. And that's where I, that's where I think actually it's kind of messed up because I was looking at the percentages of how much money they were getting. And it was something like 50%. It was like Taylor got like 30, Jack Antonoff got so a certain percentage. St. Vincent got like 17% of the royalties of Deja Vu. And, and because it is somewhat reminiscent of, of Cruel Summer and it's like, no one's inventing the wheel music is constantly recycled and at that point it's like you know she's a teenager and you have infinite wealth Taylor if you're listening yes infinite. yeah Taylor <laughs> Taylor if you're listening yes. we need to talk actually you've probably seen my videos and hate me even though I'm a Swifty um, <laughs> but <laughs> but yeah um no I I think it's 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 actually kind of messed up and then you could say oh well that's how it works in the music industry you have to but taylor swift is literally like her whole thing is i make up my own rules and i empower artists and when i don't like something i literally go to spotify and i'm like i'm taking all my music away so it's like she could i'm sure call the shots and be like actually no like just keep the music little 18 year old olivia with your first album 
Yeah, like invested into your tour or whatever. Or just keep like I mean, not Olivia Rodrigo's doing. They're both doing fine for money, but just symbolically, it's like I don't know. It just mm-hmm. doesn't feel right to me. And then I think about Taylor Swift and like she doesn't have a good history with friendship. Just overall, there's something like I'm not friends with her, so I don't know what goes on. But she's written songs about it about how like she's lost so many friends and it's difficult to be friends with her and yeah that's like really interesting because like sometimes I'm like is it just hard to maintain friendships being a celebrity just because like different schedules or different priorities or or whatnot or or jealousy or whatever so I'm like is that her and then I I also think of like I feel like again this is like a conspiracy theory but sometimes I'm like also I feel like some of her gal pals were actual relationships like romantic relationships I have a two-part Kaler, <laughs> Carly oh, Klaus, Taylor Swift episode that I've already recorded for the Patreon that will be coming up. <laughs> Perfect. I'll be your first download. Like, for sure. I'm a big like, Kaler truther. Uh, good. Good. So I'm like, her friendships, like, or did they just break up? Sometimes I think about her, like, also, because I am like a a diehard Taylor Swift like I'm not the die hardest but mm-hmm. I like I'm definitely up there but like sometimes I think like she can't have criticism said about her so I like even right now I feel like evil talking like this is like turned into like I feel bad for some reason and actually it's funny you say that because that's me and my friend Sam like my co-host for the podcast Patreon we, we were just gonna record one Kaler episode and then we thought about it and we started talking. We're like, you know, we actually came down too hard on her. We're going to come back with a more compassionate lens and talk about some more <laughs> details. I've been her top 1% listeners on Spotify, two years running. Like I'm very, nice. I am a very <laughs> obsessive listener, but I also am critical of her in the same way that I would expect people to point out, like in my life, if I'm acting a little unhinged, And like, I don't know her personal life, but I do get the impression, like, I think she's a genius, but I genuinely don't think she's chill at all (laughs) or like all that cool. And like, that's part of her earnest charm. But it's like also just like the comedian Heather McMahon was on this podcast talking to Kate Kennedy, Be There in Five was like a huge Swift. And and I remember like Heather McMahon being like, you know. I like Taylor Swift, but I kind of just want her to smoke a joint. I just want to smoke a joint with her and just say, you know what, just relax. And I was like, I'm a big Swifty, but I too would like her to just smoke a joint and just relax. You're right. She would have absolutely extremely high standards for any romantic relationship or friendship and I feel like she has high expectations of her fans which is probably why I feel like this but like you're right she's not easy going by any stretch of the word which it's like I'm not either per se so like whatever and that's the thing too like I don't want to project my own stuff onto her but when I see her just going taking things so seriously like when I think Netflix tweeted something out about how many people she's dated, she was like, how dare you? Like, this is slut shaming. And I wanted her to be yeah. like, just own it. You dated a lot of A-listers and that's amazing. And that's actually something you could be like, yeah, I did. Like, that's great. She's obviously allowed to feel how she wants to feel, but it's just in those moments when she's going to war, I want her to just like, be like, 
you know what, if you just had a little laugh, it would kind of diffuse the situation. It's not always everyone against you. Netflix probably wasn't trying to slut shame you, even though that joke isn't in the best of taste. So what do you think happened with Olivia? Do you think it is just like a kind of not business deal gone wrong, but like business turned sour, you could say? I think that I would give my pinky toe to know about all of these friendships and where they currently stand in her life. And if they had falling outs, I would like to know exactly what happened. I want to know what's yeah. up with Lord. I want to know what's up with like Lena Dunham. Like, I want to know how all of these have played out over the years because I don't know. Well, she was at Lena Dunham's wedding. Yeah. Well, what's up with that? Yeah. I was like, okay, I guess you've got, you guys have talked over the last eight years. Like, what the fuck? It's so random. It is so random. I'm sure she's had falling outs, but I just don't know who and what you know we know she's friends with Blake Lively and that's kind of about it and now I guess Lena Dunham because she was at her wedding we don't know the status of <laughs> anyone else yeah and Selena she's still friends with Selena right right and Selena they make TikToks yeah no that's true um no that's but true that's it. but that's it and there was yeah. a whole squad and I want to know how all of that like even Cara Delevingne what's up with that like I just want to yeah. know every friendship and whether what their standing is if they had a fight like falling out what it was you know whose fault it was yeah, yeah absolutely me too Ugh. one day again waiting for the tell all Taylor. <laughs> as much as I do think she's a songwriting genius I do think her kind of being self-critical doesn't really happen as much or in the way that I would like to but in the song like the archer I felt like it it really like painted a picture for me Yes, the archer and then the other one that I was thinking about is the one that's like could I could I give you everything? Would it be enough if I could never give you peace? Yes, uh. peace. Yes, thank you. <laughs> not that I'm obsessed or anything. <laughs> yeah, not that I listen to folklore on my like depression walk every day. Like Yeah, now I've switched to Evermore. I'm like late to the game. <laughs> yes, yes. I recently switched to Evermore too. That's so funny. <laughs> Gotta switch it up. <laughs> yeah oh my god exact same okay looping back to olivia though if she is single who could you see her dating next also i want to say I, I think this was like underreported in this episode what <laughs> meaning we haven't talked about it just that she was dating like a 24 four year old and she was 18 right i guess i had a lot of sketchy <laughs> when I was 18 so like I'm like go off Olivia like I don't I mean now that she is 18 like I don't want her to be like taken advantage of and whatever but like I think about the idiot parade (laughs) that I dated at that age and I'm like whatever she's doing will be character building and I hope like like I don't know for anything for her but to just like have fun (laughs) and enjoy her youth and so it's again like it's it's the same thing of who I want her to date as when I think about who she's dating now I'm just like great until you're like 25 five just do whatever maybe don't date like Lil Xan or something but like (laughs) (laughs) oh my god that's one of the Paul's Paul brothers you know like don't go that level (laughs) she she was on Bizarre Vark with uh, Logan I think she her her Disney Channel show they need to stay away from her I take it back she needs to find a Literally. Good someone will treat her right it, it's zero percent on her Adam though I'm like 
die in a ditch. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. I didn't. I couldn't. Like I tried to do research on him for this episode, and I just saw his face, and I tried to not like <laughs> get down on people's appearance too much. But he looks sketchy. Like something's yeah. not right. Like he doesn't. He looks very suspect to me and the I, vibes are off the vibes are off and olivia rodrigo looks like a disney princess once again i don't know if that's a rite of passage or if that's just me being dysfunctional that like people are supposed to take like that's so people funny. are not worthy of them at 18 but i'm like it's all part of the whole that's so funny part of growing up because like even I was gonna be like oh I could see her with like Timothy Chalamet then I'm like he's probably 30 (laughs) yeah yeah I don't know yeah no like my mind is a blank I'm like I don't even know like I'm not even super up to date with the younger celebs unless they're like prolific like Olivia Rodrigo I don't really know I'm not super familiar or unless it's like Zendaya I'm like I don't know you know who they really the are. The youth. The youth. I think <laughs> she should date someone like, do you know Emma Chamberlain? Yes. Yes. She dates a musician who's like, just like a, you know, like a small indie like artist. And I'm like, that's who you should date. Yeah. Find can, one of those. I can see that. Funny. Speaking of Heather McMahon, she always says this about her own relationship. She always says her rule for herself is there can only be one headshot per relationship. Yes. <laughs> and she's yes. like, that's why I'm dating a guy who's like a contractor or a business, whatever. And I know that it's kind of different for celebrities, especially like they're famous and they probably want someone who like understands that world. But I think it probably would be better in my imagination for them to date someone who's not famous. Absolutely. Like even like a whoever Ariana Grande is husband is yes you the know? real estate agent random real estate agent like sure <laughs> yeah could I think of his name right now no but oh. that's probably a good thing Pete Davidson um but ordered what you got when you ordered it <laughs> like <laughs> ordered online versus what you got <laughs> literally yeah literally he's not like a wish (laughs) (laughs) absolutely oh goodness well I cannot wait to see who she dates next because I can't really picture her with anybody but they have to be special I mean selfishly like I'm only invested in her dating life as far as like the great music (laughs) that's gonna come from it yeah I do think that it's important when you're younger to just kind of like not be so serious too about relationships and just like you learn your lessons you get your heart broken it's all seems so real at the time you get older and you're like who what it'll be all documented on sweet or whatever her next album is (laughs) that's the rumored name Yeah, that's great. I love that. It's like a music industry dad joke or like maybe it's real. I don't know. I don't know. I I actually don't know. But yeah, she was giving out like Sour Patch Kids at like some of her launch parties and stuff like that. And yeah. on Sour Patch Kids, it says like sweet and sour on the bag. So okay. people were thinking maybe the her sophomore album is named Sweet. Okay, a little like sweetener adjacent. Yeah. Ariana Grande has not patented the word sweet. Sweet. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So cool. Yeah. I'm down for, I'm here for whatever, whatever she's putting out. God, I could break that to you on air. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. (laughs) I'm here for it. So the last story we wanted to talk about was the Golden Globes, which is actually, I feel like, really ironic because we both wanted to actually talk about the Golden Globes on this episode. I know. We wanted to talk about the Golden Globes, and then we were, and then we were like, oh, they don't air in Canada. That's so annoying. 
turns out they don't air anywhere. It's so weird because like, okay, this is a not a pro award show podcast. This is an anti award show podcast in the turn. Like, I don't remember the last time I watched a full award shows. Like, obviously, I will again, like look at all the clips on TikTok and Twitter, but I'm not watching the full like three hours or whatever. This one I was gonna watch and then they're like, JK, it's not airing. Well, because it was all this scandal, like stars were boycotting it over it being like racist and sexist and then also COVID and whatever. And I just think like I'm, yeah, I'm very anti-award show in that I think it's ridiculous. I think that they were irrelevant before the pandemic and then the pandemic made it seem like extra pathetic and sad and then they're still dragging it on and the fact that it's happening and not airing I'm like I hope every other award show learns from this and just knows like basically it's like one big Hollywood like circle jerk of just like everyone congratulating each other on how great of a job they're doing and I'm like the fact that you guys were able to go off and do it in private like just keep doing that you guys clearly need the validation so just do it. Don't have cameras and clap for each other. And that's all we need. Because they need the validation for sure for from themselves. But like they also I feel like need it from us. So do you think they're enjoying themselves more because it's private? Or do you think less because they're not getting the stories from it? I don't even care what they're getting out of it. My hope is that it airs privately everyone breathes a big sigh of relief and is like thank god just keep it that way and they're like oh okay you guys don't don't want to watch the three hour televised thing like okay like who is at all watching any award show besides literally i picture like old people that have fallen asleep in front of the tv and it just stays on like is are those (laughs) the only people watching this televised event i don't know who is watching it like i think of like young sheldon or like just random tv shows that i've never heard anyone watch i just blame it on middle america yeah which i don't even know where middle, like speaking of geography <laughs> i don't know where middle america is but like i just blame it on them like it's middle america isn't it like that's who's watching like late night tv shows it's rich old white men deciding running the show and deciding who gets nominated and you know the whole thing is not on the polls of I don't know what anyone I know watches or likes and that's the thing like I would like if the shows that I enjoyed got recognized but they never do anyway so yeah and I'm not just talking about the trash reality that I like I mean actual good shows (laughs) but they never get recognized and then I like red carpets but sometimes that's not even good and I would be fine for my red carpet fix with just a Met Gala and that's it which isn't even an award show but I totally agree the thing is though is that I would want it more often than once a year because I will say that's the only thing I would ever watch for is the red carpet slash the only thing I ever cared about because we don't even want like I feel like as like the the viewers of celebrity in Hollywood and stuff like that we want more authentic stuff and like rewritten jokes before introducing an award is just like not cutting it anymore no, and it's like late night hosts being like but a bunch it's like exactly what is this the dick clark show or whatever was that the show? yes you know like yes yeah who is consuming this who is who is happy that this is on but those clips on youtube and fucking award speeches and award like like the nominations and stuff get so many views on youtube and i'm like again who is watching this so i just again say middle i'm guilty of that because <laughs> Like I'll watch it for the no, but like I'll watch it for the fails or like we were talking, I think, off mic before about like on Travolta. 
<laughs> being like yes, I, wickedly yes. talented Adele does even like I could watch that uncomfortable moment on a loop and that was an award show <laughs> that's very true that's like one of my favorite moments of all time and it's of course from an award show yeah so they uh, do produce moments like that where it's like I think we like the scandals and the fails and whatever if anyone's having like just a kind of boring sincere award speech that's not really getting views you know yeah yeah that's so true do you think that part of it is just because award shows are like really ostentatious and we're kind of having a backlash against like flex culture and just like showboating your wealth yes and that backlash has happened for a little while now but I think celebrities are so out of touch that they're just like getting together and being like hmm people aren't happy about the way the Grammys went um well let's just like tweak a few things and you know put out more or less the same show like they they think that they're like being progressive but it's in the same way that you'll have these social movements and then you'll have all these companies being like, we're going to be progressive now. And then they like change their Twitter, you know, profile picture rainbow, and they don't do anything else. Like, I feel like a word shows the same thing. They're like, oh yeah, we're going to, we're going to change things. Like we'll, we'll throw one non-white actor into this category. Solved it. Here you go. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You're right. Like we're demanding change and they're moving at snail's pace and people are over it. And I just feel like because it brings them so much validation that they're like blinded by that. Most celebrities are thirsty for attention and recognition. And this is an event that centers around that. And so... I think that just drowns out some of the negative feedback. Literally. But it was just so wild to me because I was like, okay, well, I'll look up my like best and worst dressed and I like go on Twitter. I can't find fucking anything. Yeah. Like, not even a errant tweet. Like I, I haven't seen one outfit or anything. So you know what we need? We need like some made up like we need them to all end but then maybe just throw in the occasional like award show hosted by John Travolta just so we can watch the train wreck because you know if you sent up someone like that or if you did one like hosted by Kanye like hosted by someone who's like an absolute loose cannon we'd get sound bites we'd get moments totally but they I feel like they didn't like that because they had rookie Gervais like all those times who's like can be a loose cannon and then like he was he hosted like an orchard like seven times and then they like didn't like him like invite him back well because Ricky Gervais was being too real and he was pointing out things that they didn't want to hear and when he was making jokes about Harvey Weinstein and everyone like got really uncomfortable and basically because it's like everyone in that room had had some connection to Harvey Weinstein and he was pointing that out that awkwardness and that is so painfully real and that's the kind of stuff that we all talk about when those things are in the news but celebrities are completely silent on it and he was point he'll point out stuff like that so no they don't want that (laughs) they're like we want someone who's like Kevin Hart style or actually I guess he got kind of canceled but like that sort of humor where it's like hey like here I am (laughs) you know yeah yeah or like James Corden who will like toss on a cat suit like mid show no <laughs> pains me that I just mentioned his name oh, no, no or a rat suit no he, oh no that was not an award show that was him with Camilla Cabello doing the crosswalk thrusting musical. none of us can unsee that no it's burned into my retina like you like you say that and I'm like I know exactly what you're talking yes, about none of us were compensated for the damages done to us <laughs> by that imagery <laughs> 
God. <laughs> so rough. Uh, we're going to move on to this week in Petty, a quick pivot from James Corden. <laughs> You're going to put a pin in that and not circle back. I will never circle no, back to that. I know. I think oh just when I think we're all done with him as a society, like, I think there's still some fans out there. I don't know. Like, again, middle America. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just blame it on them. Like, wow, peak humor. <laughs> yes exactly okay but so for this week in petty mine is like a petty mess (laughs) that can be like it's a sub category yeah (laughs) yeah yeah it's a subreddit (laughs) of the petty (laughs) r slash petty yeah um okay so this really like captures just the poetic moment in my life so I'm not good at like shopping like for clothes I just something about all the problems in my life like bubble to the surface when it comes time for me to like walk into a department store and like find clothes and pick them out and I always have like a friend that I have to like wrangle and have on FaceTime and they have to like walk me through it like a little baby so I had just like this convergence of like this very stressful week and just a fun little um like just a just a fun little menti bee basically started to just started to like slowly rise to the service over this shopping trip and there were all these like little mishaps and basically by the time I got to my car I was bawling and driving <laughs> but I could still see so I was like safe, <laughs> safe <laughs> don't worry I've done it before safely <laughs> driving and crying yeah yeah as as one does and I get to like a red light and this homeless guy is like asking for change and like he comes up to my car and like I don't I didn't have any change and so I was trying to be like I don't have change and then he kept like like say like gesturing to me and I was just trying to be like and I was like weeping like full-on weeping at this point <laughs> and I thought he was still in my car and he kept singling and I thought he was being like but do you have change and I was like I don't <laughs> and, we went, <laughs> and we went back and forth like this and I was like I don't have change like like I'm sorry like I'm not trying to be real like I don't have change and like and then I realized he was trying to be like are you okay he was like wait wellness check and he's doing this <laughs> By then he's like thumbs up, thumbs down. I'm like, oh, I'm dying. Oh, thumbs up. I'm like, oh, okay, okay. I'm my so face, sorry. my face literally hurts. It hurts from laughing so much. That was oh my like, god. Yeah, that's when you know you're just. Uh, you're like, oh. at rock bottom. Yeah, yeah. You're like, well, it's all uphill from here. Oh my god, it's so funny. I just I love that story so much. Like no notes. I think like the thing that I just think about is like how has this not happened to me? Like it just sounds so much like a Tory story. Oh, I'm glad that it's that's just, relatable. It's it is yes, yes. My classy <laughs> moment. No, it is chef's kiss. Chef's kiss perfection because literally you crying in your car, me like once a week, you not knowing what someone is saying through a window, also me. I'm I can never understand. People You're like, talking. why have the two not happened at the same time? <laughs> and also, someone who is like way more downtrodden than me, asking if I'm okay is also I feel like, like very on the nose. What's up? Like, are we good? 
Oh, that's like, so thank funny. you, kind man. No, I'll be okay. <laughs> Get home. That's so funny. <laughs> Thanks for sharing that. I'm oh. gonna just like Yeah, no problem. <laughs> like like I recommend it. Yeah. <laughs> probably know what soundtracks to put on for crying your cry i mean obviously folklore and evermore yeah yes, <laughs> like, yes, is there any yes. other album to cry to and you're cry- sour <laughs> oh yeah oh, and sour yeah of course of course yes honestly those are my three go-to's for the last year so same same not surprised yeah. same oh so good well that is it thank you so much for coming on this week's episode Oh my God, this was too much fun. And I'm like, I'm like, I don't want this to end, but also it doesn't have know, to because too. you've already graced me with the honor of saying that you would come on my podcast. So I can't wait. Once I get my shit together and schedule that, then we'll, we'll send that out to the press <laughs> when, you'll, yes. when you'll be on. Yes. And we already have probably another RTBP. I'm not going to spoil it for the listeners, oh. but maybe another RTBP. 1000%. Yes. A bonus episode down the line. Cause I was like, I just texted Emily. I was like, I saw you literally commented on a TikTok like six months ago about that. this this very Canadian niche Canadian drama yes that we think we need to show the world we need to tell everyone about it it's hot Canadian tea (laughs) it is like honestly like probably one of the biggest Canadian like scandals in the last 10 years or whatever yeah we need to do an episode about it absolutely yeah and then you were like oh let's talk about it. i was like oh no we need to do like a series on it no no, no. yeah we know we we're not gonna just graze over this like yeah we need to set the stage we need to just like name all the characters yeah yeah <laughs> i'm so down i'm so excited for that so stay tuned for that where can the listeners find your podcast and plug anything else that you would like to okay well thanks to tori understanding how technology works um <laughs> A preview for my podcast will be up by the time this comes out. So everything is It's Become a Whole Thing. So the podcast is It's Become a Whole Thing. You can subscribe on Apple so that when it comes out on the 24th, like you'll see it appear. Um, On TikTok, It's Become a Whole Thing. On Instagram, that's where you can find me. It's Become a Whole Thing. Yeah, it's it's Become a Whole Thing. (laughs) Aptly named. I love it. (laughs) Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me. We'll talk again soon. And there you have it. Thank you to Emily Rose for joining me today. And thank you so much for listening. If you are along for the ride, follow me on socials at RTBP podcast and let Emily and I know what you thought about all of these crazy stories and what you want to hear about next. I hope you are safe and healthy out there. As always, I'm your host, Tori, and I'm ready to be petty See you soon. Bye.